pop culture questions only one podcast knows. Nerds that know. Rated R. That's Tank. No, that... On this side. No, over there. Whatever. Like tank the, is the one in the hat. It's like the... the... The one in the chair with the yellow on the background is the man whore. Uh, he's a stash hole. And we love him. Cyberpunk chair. It, it's your gaming chair. We love it. Where's the rhino? right here don't worry <laughs> gold dagoon is is the boyfriend whom i love dearly because he does the dishes and, and I take out the trash most of the time but he also cleans up the dog poop and that's very nice um and he is guesting with his brother the king goon self-appointed i'm not giving him that title uh both of which are joining us from my brother is an idiot king goon matt So they are here helping us since uh, Smurf is off dead in a ditch somewhere. Uh, We've been lying to everyone saying he is at Emerald City Comic Con when in actuality, uh, according to Stash, he was bitten by a snake and is now dead in a ditch. Um, Snake. Say he was in a ditch. I just said he was dead. You got bit by a snake. Well, I... The white snake. (laughs) <laughs> I believe that he's off doing other man whore things because, you know, we we do have the man whores on the podcast. We have the man whores. We have the the idiot brothers. We have uh, my my lovely little brother who happens to be the guy to go to for your comic books. Who are you and, calling little? <laughs> and he's he's shorter than me. That's true. No, well, I, we figured that out. That's not true. Oh, Maybe it's not true. Is. Okay, he's my same height. Okay. But he's shorter than me when I have shoes on. I was like, I'm pretty sure he could kick my ass. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Everyone he can't fit can through most that. regular doorways. There's a reason he goes by tank. Anyways, talk to him for your Christmas stuff. needs uh, to get comic books and collectibles, Knox Nostalgic Collectibles, Shameless plugs and listen to my brother's an idiot. Uh, Matt at some point will tell you all of their various socials to check them out on. And I'm not going to make the list of names happen tonight. Oh, good. Because that will take 10 minutes. It does not take 10 <laughs> all right, minutes. Good. All right. Now that people can hear us, let's go ahead and jump right in. Uh, Wheel of Time premiered last week. Stash was very much looking forward to this. I know that we had all talked about this being a book series um, that those of us who can read really enjoyed. Um, <laughs> well, um, there's a difference between can read and choose not to. Gold Goon not being one of those who has the ability to read. Yo. Uh, yes. That's okay. We have cliffs for a reason. <laughs> and movies. <laughs> No, cliffs to kick people off of. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Not Cliff's notes, uh, Garris. Yeah, not Cliff's notes. Yeah, not Cliff's notes. Cliff's. Just make sure it's high enough to kill me, please. Oh, uh, no. Suffering is what I want. I I'm in for that, too. <laughs> uh, okay, so The Wheel of Time is a 14 book with a 15th prequel series that came out, God, almost as long ago as I've been alive. And. Everyone has been talking about adapting it for like the past 15 years. Mm -hmm. Boy, did Amazon sure try. They did. They they, they gave it a solid effort. They, they sure did something. What the fuck did they do with Perrin's like, story? What, what were they doing? I Okay. So... This is the series that actually got me into reading when I was very young. I found these books when I was on the way to the airport, and the only way I could be encouraged to read was to stick me in a plane without a TV for seven hours. And I grew up loving this series, and I put them down for quite some time, and then I picked them up at the beginning of the year to reread them all in preparation for this series drop. And... I feel like that was a mistake. Having this much like recent familiarity just irked me so much in what they did because they have made a series of changes that I understand that are necessary for the adaptation, but they are making fucking weird choices that I don't understand. They're completely irrelevant to the plot, the continuity of a television series. I just... I'm trying to understand what they're doing. I will say from the four episodes we have so far, mm -hmm. I think they're getting a little better. I agree. I, I think each episode I is better than the one before. The, the first episode was probably the like midpoint, and then the second episode was the worst. Then the third episode, I thought had some really interesting things. In this most recent episode, I thought explored some of the more interesting characters and themes that they didn't explain well enough in a TV series for people to understand, but they certainly brought them forward in a way that I can relate to as someone who has all this baggage going in. Um, but first off, like, have any of you guys seen it who have no familiarity with the book? Tank? That would be me. Yeah. All right, so we so we have three virgins coming in on this, and we do have a viewer who's saying that they are loving the series so far. But we do offer up an idea. A lot of people like are actually enjoying it. Yeah, I, I I've even had people saying that this. Uh, I've seen articles saying that this is like the new um, uh, Game of Game Thrones. Of Thrones. Game of Thrones with extra steps. It is not. I, dis I disagree heartily. Okay, so that could so be the dragonborn. That's that's what they added. So for our virgins, uh, wheel of time only speaking, and, and I don't know unless you have an orifice that hasn't been touched. That's between you and your partners. Um, what do you guys think? Let's start I, with King Goons. So from just a visual standpoint. I watched the first three episodes, and at times I thought I was watching uh, a, a show that was produced by the same people who did Farscape, 
and I loved Farscape because the story was awesome, but the special effects sucked. Um, <laughs> I've seen people that like, well, the special effects are so good. Not no, bullshit, my friend. The special effects in this are not so good. I don't know what they did. I don't know what corners they cut. I know their budget. This is it wasn't good. I don't understand it. Uh, I've also seen people saying, this is the new Game of Thrones. And I read Game of Thrones, every single book before the season even, before the series even started. And then I reread them as the season was going through. This this is not that. Um, I have not read these books, so I don't have any point of reference from comparison of the story from the books to the story that were being presented. I can tell you that what we are getting right now isn't a great story. It's a good story. I, I'll stick with it. I'll watch it. Seems fun. It's nowhere near as deep on screen as what we got with Game of Thrones. That might be because I was more invested in the Thrones universe in the world of Westeros. Could be. But what I'm seeing on the screen right now is world building-ish, story building-ish, but not a lot of depth. That's where I'm coming from. Okay. Tank? Okay, so uh, it's Game of Thrones plus The Hobbit, or Lord of the Rings more specifically. Sorry. Um, and we all know how you feel about that. <laughs> once again, I, 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 love, I love a good talk. I love conversations amongst characters. But once again, this seems like this is another one where it's the talking seems relentless at times. And it's not, not not as bad as Lord of the Rings, but I have my issues with that movie. But there seems like there's too much talking still. And they get in these weird rabbit holes of trying to explain the universe rather than just show us the universe. And I always have an issue with that. I don't mind people talking, but if you can show it to me, just show it to me. I don't need to hear what you think about it. And okay. I kind of ran into that hole again. And I'm the only reason I say it's Game of Thrones is because there is very much a Game of Thrones. I don't know the the, the whole Dragonborn thing. Yeah, it's, there's a lot of thing. it's Dragon Reborn. Yeah. It's, it's the Dragonborn. It, you can call it whatever you want to call it. It's the Dragon Children, the Lightbringers, whatever you want to call them. Skyrim. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the same thing in every fantasy novel with a different name. Um, and it, just, it feels un, unnecessary for parts of it. I, I enjoyed the visual aspects of it. I enjoyed chunks of the storytelling because they do, you know, they offer up some interesting character presentations, I should say. Not really development at this point, but presentations is interesting. And I could see where they're going with the story. And I like that, but it's too much. Just shut up. Show us something interesting. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Great. Gold Dagoon. Yeah, for me, I, I really, I mean, I, I'm enjoying what I'm watching, but I'm also trying to invest into something that, you know, like Stash said, he's he spent most of his life reading this stuff. And I think Bobby has spent a lot of time reading this whole series. And so I was very focused on like the characters and you know everything and trying to figure out the world and trying to get fully invested in it and it just to me like the character development seemed like 
they were doing it on screen very rushed and they you know need to expand on that a little bit more with the character development like i like the characters but they were just like hi i'm this guy and i do this and then you know that there's a few moments of action where you're like okay that's what that character is all about but you i think that they needed to spend a lot more time developing before they just kind of all right and now we have a quest and um like Tank said, it's it's a lot of Lord of the Rings. It's a lot of uh, Skyrim. It's a lot of honestly, like World of Warcraft type stuff that we're talking about here, um, with you know mages and uh, wisdoms and that kind of stuff. So it's it's a lot of familiar topics with the the fantasy realm that you know I, I'm a really big fan of. Um, but uh, so far, the story is moving very slowly for me. But I, I, I'm enjoying what I'm seeing, but I'm also just kind of forcing myself to enjoy it because I don't know anything about it. So I, I kind of want to get more in-depth into it. Matt? There's one thing I want to touch on. Okay. And I don't want to spoil it. Go for it. But there is a character who kills another character on accident. Yes. And it doesn't seem like that's a major thing. Yeah, they kind of so, just run right over that. No, no, <laughs> they right don't. Through it, right? And it's like, dude, you, really? You know what the fuck just happened. You know how the fuck it just happened. And you know to whom it just happened. That the, the There's a lack of depth to that story bit. Now, I, the last episode I watched, they covered it a little bit more. And there's a little bit more of like, some grief and breaking of the character and he seems to be a little bit the, the psyche gets a little bit more broken but no that, that they didn't do it right and it, that's one of the things that's striking is like they, they're just not telling the story the right way. Yeah it's rushed. Yeah. Everything's very rushed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we have a viewer who says uh, uh, Tank he says there's a lot of talking but for the love of God it's about women being in control. What do you expect? Just for just for uh, for argument's sake, it was a woman who said that. Yeah, we all do that. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the gender of the characters. It has a lot to do with the. And, and like Mark said, he got he same thing. It's it's character presentation, not character development. Yeah, get the same thing from like the introductory cutscenes of a video game, basically. It's like here is your mage, here is your warrior, here is your knight, here is your elf. It's like, oh great. <laughs> what do they have to do with anything? What is their motivation? Because even legitimately, like the main character who seems to be uh, I don't know, I can't remember her name right now, but she's the main character of the story, seemingly. Like the, uh, which what is her name? Are you talking about uh, Moraine? Moraine, Moraine. Yes, she is. She not. She's the main character. Because that's what I'm getting. She's the main driving force behind the story for right now. It, for right now, okay. I said I Moraine. Well, yeah, they're setting something up, but I'm saying for her right now seems to be the main driving thing. Okay. Why does she matter? Because she told you she matters, and that's you should just saying, assume that. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Is that the whole thing? The character development seems, and it, you know, I think you and I are in complete agreement. There needed to be a lot more 
background into developing the character and not just dropping this whole world and just being like, all right, and now we're on this adventure with the, the heroes and you just have to assume that they're all doing what they're supposed to be and, doing. And I get it. They're trying, right? They're giving it an honest effort. You know, they have the scene in the tub where Maureen's sitting in the tub and then the whatever his name is shows up in the tub and they just sit there and are just with each other naked in the tub and it's a very intimate scene and but this a platonically intimate scene mm-hmm. right? and i, I want to see more of why that is because the world that they're building is women have power women are the only ones that can wield this power but they need these guys to help protect them because in the scene in the village as she's doing her thing and the whole you know ribbons of light whatever Dude is running around like a whirling dervish with a sword, beating the shit out of orcs. Yeah, he's, going a, she, he's, yeah. he's absorbing so the damage. He's being the tank. Little spells, right? But there's clearly a connection. I want more of that. I want to know why that connection is so deep that he's putting his life on the line so she can do the thing that she does. But no, we get them sitting in a tub naked with but little to no, like, you go this is why and this kind of brings me to in the book version of this story bobby and stash you two know the story Mm -hmm. what are we missing that's supposed to make sense here a lot okay but is that because they're not telling us or just because we're not seeing it Yes and yes. So, uh, in my opinion, um, there's a lot that's not being told. So, I I don't know if that's the problem. I think the problem is the pacing. I think they're trying to do too much too quickly so they can't expound upon the details they need to to build the world. They don't have the time they need to craft the interactions that are important. I mean, we don't even have like land training Rand at all. Mm-hmm. And any of that relationship. And it's like And we don't I have the father's like, sick like fever dream confession and Yeah. We we don't have a lot of things. Uh you know, I'm rereading the books right now actually. Okay. You know, um I think I'm on like chapter seven or eight. Um, hold on, let me double check. And, um, you know, what's happened so far in the book covers the first, oh, I'd say seven minutes, 10 minutes of episode one. Of chapter, yeah. So, you know, I mean. So they are starting with book one, though? Yes. They're going to roll the first two. Okay. From what I understand. Okay, so the first two books are going to be combined for the season? Uh, I think so. It depends on how they're doing things, because there are certain things that happen that I don't know if they're going to address in the same way because the plot is so different that a lot of my knowledge is useless. 
Yes. Oh. So, like, I'm on I'm but, on chapter twelve. But they've changed it that dramatically. Yeah. yeah, it is vastly different. There are a few things that are similar. The party splitting the way it did. Um, the Trollocs coming and them being essentially shunned out of their village. But it's only That's supposed to be like, the three guys that go. Yeah. Like, like, the the, the, the girl, I mean, um, fuck her name. Egwene. Egwene. I was going to say, it begins with an E. Thank you. Egwene <laughs> says, I want to go with you. She She's not chosen, you know, she's not asked to come. She just says, I'm coming with you. I want to see the world. Egwene puts herself on the quest. Right? Egwene isn't one of the, the chosen. Yeah. I feel like that's where we kind of come together and, you know, as people of fans of the book and people who are coming into this as virgins kind of are seeing the same thing is it feels like Frank and I and Matt are seeing like, all right, this feels like very much the beginning of a MMO RG. Uh, it feels very much like you just select your characters and go. Um, and it sounds like you guys, Bobby and Stash, you guys are saying the exact same thing where they were like, all right, well, fuck everything we knew about the whole thing. We're just going to hopefully get through this rushing of this and then get them on the story because the in order to make a TV show, there has to be an advancement of a story from episode to episode instead of focusing on actually developing characters over time like you actually can do in a TV show as opposed to a movie. Um, but it just feels like we just, you know, pressed the start button, selected our tank, selected our healer, selected our two DPS, and then just went into the woods and started trying to fight orcs. And um, there's a lot more that needed to happen with the character development for me. And hopefully they get to some of that, you know, down the road because it is a television show. But I feel like they could have done that because it is a television show more so than just kind of rushing through it like they did. And that was- you know, there's there's a, a, there's some truth to that, Mark. But I think what they did is they did it exactly opposite of what the guys who ran Game of Thrones did. So the guys who ran Game of Thrones were super true to the books all the way up to a certain point. I mean, even into the third season, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've and, read all of they, the Game of Thrones books as well. Oh, yeah, so did I. Trust me, it's, it's my second favorite book series of all time. We've had discussions. It's his exactly. Bible. Yeah. Um, yeah, Dem and Frank Herbert. Yeah, let's go. Um, but, you know, season one of Game of Thrones is almost word for word the books. They had to make some changes. You can't do all of what they did in the books because the written word is more than the spoken word. We all get that. But they almost, with this thing on, you know, this show, they it just seems like they cut a lot of what needed to happen in the books out because they're thinking more short-term than long-term. And... It, it, the character development is just going to happen eventually down the road. No, bullshit. You need to bring us in right now. You need to figure out how to get us to buy in right now. And the great thing about books, especially series like this, like Game of Thrones, like Dune, like I, you just go right down the list, right? The, the reader or viewer buys in right now. And we, we don't have that. It's just a, it's a story. 
And I don't know why I should buy into the story right now. I just don't have it. Now, one of the things I will say for the Wheel of Time series is even in the books, you know, there's not as much clarification in the beginning, which is one of the reasons that, you know, they did have to go back and write the prequel. In my opinion. This being dropped into the middle of the universe that's already happening. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually part of the book. Yeah. So, I mean, not exactly. You it, it's not as bad, but it still does happen. Okay. Yeah. Because that's, that's why it was a confusing part for me. Like, I started watching the show and I'm like, did I skip the first episode? No, I mean, you're still like, just. Did I miss something? Yeah. Like, and I'm legitimately, like, like, 10 minutes in, I was like, what's happening? What did I miss? <laughs> yeah, what did I not see? What do I not know? No, I mean, but you know, I felt the same way with the first episode of Game of Thrones. What did I miss? And as they built the universe through the first three or four episodes, you actually got a grasp of what was going on. Right? You didn't have to read the books to get a sense of what was happening. Yeah. I think with this thing, you have had to have read the books to get a grasp of what's happening. And the reason why it's so popular is because they're promoting the unholy shit out of the thing. That's the best series that we've ever put on, and no one's watched more of our series. Yeah, because everywhere I turn around digitally, I see whatever her name is, Evan DeGuane, de blah, 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 blah. her face is on my screen. Whether I'm you know playing a game or watching YouTube or whatever, I see Amazon Wheel of Time. Oh, shit, I'm going to go click on that because clearly... They're spending a bunch of money in the marketing bed. Mm. Well, and I will say that the visual visual aspect of it is actually pretty good. I, I enjoyed it. The fight scene, the, the choreography is pretty pretty good. They actually give you a decent delineation of which characters do what things. And that is helpful to a certain extent. Agreed. But it's just missing story. It's missing yeah. it's missing a point. Well, let's hope that they, you know, give us a little bit more as the season progresses because the way Amazon gets better. So I'll trust you on that and keep watching. You know, uh, I agree. The way Amazon is planning on doing this is they're going to be releasing a new episode each week. So we will continue to talk about it on the show and continue to give you our feedback. Uh, Currently, the plan is that there will be a season two already in the works. So we'll just yeah, wait. It's already shooting. Yeah. So season two is guaranteed. Uh, season three is still up in the air because of the division between the fans and the the fans to the books and the success, the, the relative success they're seeing. Yep. So let's go ahead and uh, leave Amazon and hop over to Disney Plus. And Hawkeye is being. Uh, touted as a holiday uh, special on Disney Plus. What is it like a six episode holiday mini series? Is what they're calling it. It's six episodes, and it's the six days leading up to Christmas. So the yeah, of the story is going to be on Christmas Day in their universe. Yeah, it, it's just um, I find it amusing. Let's just call it, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll say it's amusing that it's the, the holiday special 
uh, in the Marvel universe is Hawkeye. Uh, so it's it's Baron Cub. It's the Mandalorian in Marvel. Doctor Who Christmas special in Marvel. <laughs> okay, you know it also provides depth to the story. I like Clint Barton. I like Hawkeye. And I like that we're seeing this family man aspect of him, which is what made him such, you know, a heartfelt, you know, heartbreaking character in Endgame anyway. I love that they're bringing that back. Yeah, me too. Yo, so... his past to bite him in the ass immediately. I, I disagree with Stash saying that it's cheesy and... and oh, it's cheesy as hell. No, it's I, on purpose. I. The it's holiday the way that Christmas movies are cheesy. It's, yeah. it's it's that. This is not Hallmark cheesy though. Oh, not not Hallmark cheesy, but it it it's the diehard cheesy <laughs> holiday backdrop that you know. All right. Matt, just go ahead and movie. talk over people. That's what we do here. <laughs> Here's the thing. Clint Barton is the anchor to the Avengers because he's the human anchor. He's the guy who has literally nothing to make him what he is besides his ability. He doesn't have a suit, doesn't have powers, doesn't have super sight, he doesn't have prescience, he doesn't have any of this shit, right? Clint Barton is a deaf guy who blew an eardrum in whatever universe you want to live in. He blew an eardrum, can't hear anything, and is really good with a fucking bow and arrow. Let's we say the super sight thing, you can bring that into question. Yeah. Because I think that's actually that's part of his one, ability. One of the two things that he actually does have. He does, but he doesn't really, right? I mean, when I say super sight, I, he doesn't have the ability to swoop in from thousands of miles away and be able to see shit. Like some things. But they could have inferred that he can see like 20, 20, hundreds of yards. He can see, okay, so 20, 20, hundreds of yards is great. That's, people that's, walking that's pretty impressive. That can do that right now. <laughs> That, that, that's a thing that people can do as we speak, right? It, it's not a super. It's not a super amazing uh, ability that people have. That, that, that you don't have to write that in the comic books. People can do that right now. What I love about this story is because Clint Barton is that grounding, earthbound. You know, can't fly around. Has to rely on his just purely. Uh, normal ability, granted it's uh, honed to a great degree, to be able to shoot a bow and arrow and have great gadgets and great technique and be able to fall off a building. As he's falling off the building, shoot the arrow, swing into the into the window and, and, and blow up. We don't have enough of that in the MCU. And because people relate to that. Um, and, and the, the other part of it was, and you could see some of this coming with uh, the Infinity War and Endgame, there was this huge family piece to Clint Barton as mm-hmm. they're building it in the MCU, right? So, that dude, that scene in Infinity War where he turned around and his family's gone after the snap, I died. Right? That, yeah, that, was that broke me. I was like, oh, are you fucking kidding me? They all went away. Just ridiculous how much that hurt. Now we get Clint post-Ronin 
ears are fucked trying to fix stuff that he started but didn't necessarily start. I love what they're doing with it. I don't find it cheesy. I love that it's grounded. I love that it's in New York. I love that we're maybe going to get, and I've heard the rumors just as much as anyone else, but I love that we're going to get some of this Hell's Kitchen stuff. Please, God, let me see Clint and Charlie Cox in the same scene. <laughs> God, please let me see that coming. Because that's going to be so good. I know we're going to get Vince Vaughn. I, I get it. I've seen all the rumors or whatever. But it's it's New York. It's grounded. It's in its own like little itty-bitty universe, although it's part of the greater universe. And we don't have the goofy bullshit with the sorcery and all the other magic and vibranium. No, it's fucking Hawkeye. And it's Hawkeye doing what Hawkeye does. I love this series for what it is right now. And I hope they give us more good stuff in the next three episodes. Yeah, I'm fucking loving it. Yeah. So the cheesiness for me is like diehard cheesy. So it's like they brought in like the holiday aspect of right before the holiday and that kind of thing. I'm not saying it's like super over the top cheesy. I'm just saying like the, the whole holiday aspect of it is a little bit cheesy right before the holidays. But I'm really enjoying the story. I'm a little bit confused about how many hours are in a day in this universe. Because that first episode seemed really, really short. The second episode seemed really, really long. And then apparently these next two episodes are supposed to be super, super short again. So we've got like a 12-hour day and then like a 28-hour day. And then like two more eight-hour days. I, I get it. It's television. So, you know, you have to kind of compact things a little bit. But... Like that first episode, I was like, wow, they got a lot in right there. And then that second episode, I was like, when is this going to end? <laughs> they covered a lot yeah. of ground in it, but it was just like the difference in the length of the episodes was like, it was very noticeable. It was very noticeable. And I think the difference in the length of the episodes was minutes. Well, sort of. It, I mean, it felt like it, even if it wasn't, but it, it well, felt. But- my my reference for cheesiness is I'm getting very much a home for the holidays vibe. Yeah, as you know, he's this contact with his family saying, you know, like, "I promise I'll be home. I promise I'll be home. We're gonna do all this stuff." And it's like, oh well, the world just kicked me in the teeth. How do I figure this out and still get home? Um, and I love that his wife understands and actually oh, that knows his past. Right? That phone call was outstanding. That's one of the, the best moments of the series so far. Right. And I just, you have to love the relationship that they have where like, obviously he told her everything he did during the snap. Yeah. Which God damn, that conversation must've been interesting. Yeah. And he no told kidding. her everything. He you were did dead. <laughs> like she yeah. knew all of this shit. Right. right. And so I she's just like, not those life. assholes again. Right. <laughs> Right, and she knows exactly, you know. Hilarious. Oh, my God. Tracksuit Mafia are my favorite guys right now. They are so, like, they they said Tracksuit Mafia, and I was like, as soon as they showed the one guy saying bro once, like, all I can think of is, like, just, they are so stereotypically Slavic broski, you know, it's just hilarious. So, (laughs) fucking Mark starts starts texting dipshit. He's like, dude, he's like, bro. Bruh, it's the tracksuit mafia, bruh. <laughs> Every single one of those guys is the goddamn Djokovic's brothers, you know. <laughs> well, and there is a uh, his 
history of the tracksuit mafia in the books, right? So in the comics, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're absolutely there. What I loved is the, and again, it's only been out for a week, so I don't want to spoil it. But at the very end, when one of the tracksuit guys walks into that room and talks to that person, right. going, oh, hell yeah. It's hard to not be a spoiler on that because she already has her own show in development. Right. Right, but but it was just one of those moments. You didn't know it was coming at that moment, right? No, that was a good way to present it. that was coming. It was like, oh, my God. It was a good way to present it. All right, Sash, i got to ask you then. What's making it cheesy for you? Like, is it too cheesy or is it bearable? It's just there are certain things like, do you remember when he was at a restaurant and he was discussing with his kids? like, oh, yeah, let's go look at the big-ass Christmas tree down the way. Listen to that scene and tell me it isn't the cheesiest. Oh, it is. It's supposed to be, though. Because here's the thing. If, if that scene is not just to establish Clint as a dad, that scene is to establish Clint for dads. Because I'll tell you right now, there are fathers that watch that scene and go, hell yeah, let's go. I love this guy even more. No, and he's also, he's, this is him making up for the fact that for 20 years, he's been a spy and a soldier. That's it. But he's been, no, the issue I have is that he's been a quality father. Like, he wasn't, he's not there a lot. He's not there a lot. Yeah, there's a difference between being a quality father and being a quality father who's there. Yeah, he hasn't been, he hasn't I'm been not saying there aren't issues with what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that he acted so stereotypical that it dehumanized him and he became a trope. I disagree. And that scene wasn't yeah. of an actual know. human being. It was of the trope of what a good father would be around the holiday. I, I, I disagree. I disagree with that completely. Because he was being a good father. And you can actually say that as a trope with him watching that stupid musical. And as they were watching that musical, my heart hurt for what he was watching. It's like, this is horseshit. Like, yeah, speaking of tropes, that musical was awful. Okay, <laughs> speaking of that musical. No. No, that was a complete crock of shit and a bad representation of all of theater. Matt, I know you're not a huge fan of theater, but that's not what it's like. From from Team America when they were singing about AIDS. Yes, that's exactly what that that reminded me of. AIDS, 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 AIDS. Oh my God. Yes, yes. That musical in Team America was better. trope that they, they're playing with because this is this is Marvel. This is what they do. They find a trope, they play it up, they play it up, they play it up, and then they counter it. That's what they're doing. They're, they're playing up the the holiday movie trope. The dad who's always working and finally gets a chance to spend time with the kids. Yeah. Uh, knows the reality of life but doesn't want to expose his kids to everything that he's experienced. He has the dedicated wife that is always there for him and always willing to take care of the kids and have his back. And he's also that, very much a, with the, all of those those holiday I movie characters. To you, that he will be home for Christmas. Oh yeah, he oh will yeah. Be home for Christmas. So they're not he, playing with it; they're, they're just into it. it. 
they're playing they're completely gonna, into it. They're going to counter it at the end eventually because I think there's going to be something that happens that he makes it home, but maybe maybe not in one piece. Or somebody, or his family's not there, or something. Yeah, something <laughs> weird is going to happen at the end. Oh of the God, story. this one's going to tie up the Clint the Barton storyline. Mm-hmm. The, the Clint Barton storyline is going to get tied up. He's going to get his happily ever after. And then Kate Bishop's storyline is going to be something else altogether. I agree. Clint's, Clint's going to get his happily ever after. And if they're not, I'm going to march on the goddamn castle because that man deserves his happily ever fucking after. I, I, I think this is going to end like, Clint's story, and I think this is going to start Kate's story. I think that's the whole point of this. Right. Yeah, but I think exactly. I have this weird inkling that episode six is going to be a kick in the teeth for Clint Barton and everyone who supported him. It's going to be, there's going to be something that happens that snaps the universe away from him again. He had his kick in the teeth when he had to drop that. No. Yeah. So, but it's so Marvel, he's, he's and they broken. like to screw with things. Okay, they, okay let's he go ahead. Gets, he gets made Iron Man. Man. Okay, so everyone's on the table. He gets made whole, <laughs> and he gets to go away. We get our great moment for Clint, because he dropped that. Tony's dead. Because we already got that for Cap. We didn't get that moment for Cap. Yes, we yeah, did. Yeah, we did. Him we absolutely did. Yeah. <laughs> his alternate universe. Oh, for Cap. Oh, yeah, Cap. 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 Yeah. We, we got that for Cap, but we didn't get that for Nat. We no. didn't get that for anybody else. Literally anybody else. Right. I don't know. I just think something else is going to happen. I don't think he's done with this universe, and I think something bad's going to happen. All right. Well, hope, we'll wait and see. We still right. have we still have three more episodes, so we'll wait and see. All right. Uh, moving over to Netflix, we're just going to hit you know streaming series after streaming series, uh, and live action Cowboy Bebop. Okay. So I have admitted this already. I was not a fan of the anime originally. I mean, it was okay, but it wasn't a big thing for me. I love this show so far. I wow. through episode eight. Okay. Uh, so... It, it is the goofy buddy cop series that for some reason is hilariously engaging for me. I don't know why. It's cheesy as shit. It's over the top. It's goofy and odd and self-referential in its absurdity, but it makes me laugh for some reason, especially Jet Black. Holy crap. I love that dude. So what we've gotten from um, our most faithful viewer and incredibly sexy Morgana is uh, Cowboy Bebop makes me so angry. They ruined an amazing villain by making him angsty, lovesick thug. Instead of the cold, calculating, sadistic bastard that he is, the only thing I've enjoyed about this series is John Cho as Spike. Although I would like to see Spike's personality come out a bit more, the constant story changes are super annoying. Also, I would like to point out that on uh, the Goons, uh, My Brother's an Idiot podcast, Cowboy Bebop did make dipshit of the week on last week's episode. Oh no! Yeah, uh, the, we have a we have a featurette that ends. It's the second to last featurette before we say our goodbyes. And dipshit, who is our producer, my my niece, uh, our niece, 
Uh, she picks off of the internet. Usually she doesn't start with one in mind. There are a few episodes where she actually has one in mind, but she trolls the internet and finds somebody who has done something just horribly wrong and main, names them the dipshit of the week. And if I don't know if it was last week or a couple weeks ago, but she was... She it was did the week name, of Thanksgiving. Yeah, she did name Cowboy Bebop the uh, dipshit of the week for a week. Oh, so I'm an asshole. Yeah. Well, what? not necessarily because I'm enjoying it too. So, but I'm enjoying it for completely Such a different reasons. Funny so. cop thing is making me laugh. I mean, That's... I I'll agree they, with Morgana. They fucked up Jack Black so bad. I, I'm enjoying John Cho because uh, I I I think he's really dreamy. John Cho's great, but the, the fucking Jet Black is awful. <laughs> Mark, do you also think that John Cho is dreamy? I do. I, I completely. Okay, but but I also I enjoyed Harold and Kumar. So. <laughs> Looks like a badass. I will say now, that. Full disclosure: I haven't watched any of this yet. I haven't managed to fit into my busy schedule. I will. I did enjoy the anime when it came out in in my Adult Swim days back in the early two thousands. So I'm looking forward to actually seeing how this looks. But I, I liked no quite idea. a bit that was on Adult Swim back in the day. Oh yeah, oh, most of it. Okay, so Stash, let's go ahead. Let's, let's, yeah, hear, the let's hear it. Oh, I just. Like, there are certain aspects that I'm enjoying, but, like, what they did to Vicious, Morgana and I were discussing it. Uh, I think it's abysmal, and considering, like, that the relationship between Vicious and Spike is so important to the anime, it's infuriating that they changed that specific dynamic so much. And on top of that, in the third episode... Okay, so one of the interesting things is they're really incorporating the uh, movie of the animated movie that they did. They're incorporating it a lot. The start of the entire season was pretty much a recreation, just with a setting change, of the intro to the movie, which I thought was really cool. And they're also using the music from the movie, but they're cutting the shit out of it. So it's like unrecognizable, and that is fucking pissing me off, man. That they cut the music music, down so much. Yeah, the music is the most important aspect of Cowboy Bebop. It is what ties everything together. It adds the drama. It shows the stakes of everything. And what they're doing with the music, yes, they are modernizing it in some ways, but in other ways, they're regressing it because they're cutting it apart breaking what made it work. Well, it, I, I, I actually kind of appreciate what they're doing with the music. I, I, don't, I don't have any issue with the music before. <clears throat> that was excuse me. That was actually no, one of my I favorite think. aspects of the series, actually, was the music. But I like their combination of the, the, the K-pop and the uh, Western-sounding cowboy music. And I, I actually like that they're kind of mixing it around a little bit. But that's me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, we all have our own preferences. You can be wrong. I will say that I will say this. I agree with the idea that they kind of fucked with vicious, but for some reason that made me laugh anyway. Because they, God, they turned him into a puss. Why is he white? <laughs> that is a good question. I have the same thought. Like, like it, it doesn't make sense. They made him into a, a wuss. In yeah, a lot of ways, but I think. The, 
the end of episode eight leads me to believe that we're going to see more of the other version of him coming up. I mean, I will admit I'm only three episodes in. All right. I was hoping to start the fourth today, but I just didn't have enough time. There is an inciting incident in episode eight that you can tell is leading him to a even darker mentality. Mm-hmm. I, just, I think it is. Yeah, I'm really curious because the vicious executes the leaders of the syndicate in the animated show. Like, he just wrecks them. Mm-hmm. And he is such a pandering little bitch at the beginning. I'm just like, and that, that well, does carry I don't on. understand if like you can come back from a character shift like that. They do. That that, that does carry on, I will say, because like I've got like I said, I got to eight, episode eight. It, it carries on where he is kind of a puss and he's kind of not responding the way that you would think he should. And you know, he's very much acting with cowardly through a lot of it, but then the the badass does come out. So I only watched the first two episodes of the live action because I did want to watch some of the anime. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it was interesting to me um, the differences between them because I had never watched any of the anime of uh, the original before. And you're right. The music is a lot different. Um, the, The character presentations are different. But I think a lot of the way that they're doing the costuming and stuff, uh, they're they're sticking very true to that style. You know, uh, one of the things that made uh, the live action make dipshit of the week was the fact that there are scenes that um, have made it into the live action that are supposed to look exactly like they did in the anime. Uh, but according to dipshit, you can tell they're filmed on a fucking soundstage for God's sakes. So please stop trying to make it look like it's in an anime. You can't avoid that, though. You're, you're running into a situation they did with the 300 where it's you can only do so much to hide, you know, the green mm-hmm. screen. There's only so much you can do, but they're mm-hmm. presenting in that same vein where it's they're giving you this almost animated comic styling. Right. But with real people. Yeah. So, I mean, what I've seen so far, but again, I don't know the source material uh, very well. I only watched a handful of the anime episodes and it was actually just on Monday night while uh, Mark and Matt were filming their podcast um, of My Brother's an Idiot, which episode should be coming out this... Episode 31 should be coming out eventually. Next couple of days? <laughs> We're waiting on dipshit. Come on, dipshit. Yeah, this is this is your reminder, Matt, to get into that and remind her that she needs to talk. I think she's actually listening right now on the Twitchy Twitch. But, um, poke. I'll take care of it. I'm poke. It. Yeah, could poke. you please poke her? Poke. Poke. We've given you lots of credit, dipshit. We've even, like, you know, mentioned you a number of times. Okay. She also said something about the who's giving the best head meme, which apparently came from that, too. (laughs) 
I, I appreciate the character development once they start getting into the character development. Okay. They start feeding the characters more story as you go along, and you get little bits and pieces of their background and stuff like that. And I really appreciate it. To the point where I'm enjoying this enough that I'm probably going to go rewatch the animated series just to see if my mindset has changed. Because that was, I mean, my early 20s when I watched it. And it is currently available on Netflix. So I'm probably going to go back and watch it because I also spent a lot of my early 20s, you know, halfway down a bottle by 8.30 in the morning. So maybe I'll get a better appreciation for it watching it sober. Or... Or high. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Maybe not. All right. But it, it is making me want to go back and watch it. I think it's going to do that to people. Like, legitimately that's, think yeah, that's the right. thing I enjoy about this being created is say what you want about Netflix adaptations. Almost all of them suck. But they drive people to go back to the source material. Yeah, and that that's the greatest. Okay. Well, while we're talking about Netflix recreating things and some of it being shit and some of it being shittier shit, let's talk about Masters of the Universe. Uh, so part one of Masters of the Universe came out, what was it, uh, four, six months ago? Six something, months ago. Yeah, six months ago. Something like that. Um, and there was a big to do about the fact that it was not He-Man and the Masters of the Universe because He-Man was in it for about 2.6 seconds. Uh, and, it was, and it was uh, really the story of Tila, uh, Evil Lynn, and the other um, characters of Eternia. Well, part two came out and really tied up the rest of that story. And gave us the basically a guarantee that there's going to be some variation of a season two. Yes. That's of some kind. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I haven't watched it yet. Does it continue with the not focusing on He-Man? Because yes. That's honestly the only reason I'm enjoying it. It so does he, continue he, with the not focusing on He-Man. He, there is, a, there, the, he does get a lot more screen time. But he's not the main character. He is not the main he is the main focus in two of the six episodes. Me, one and a half. Okay, one and a half. Well, one of them's pretty big, and then he does become the focus towards the end of the last episode of part two. He does eventually take control of the situation. But like I said, one and a half episodes. Yeah, it plays it plays out pretty well. I don't entirely like what happened with Tila at the end. Yeah, but, but I like it better than what could have happened with Tila. True, but I just I'm, there's certain social dynamics that don't play out the way that you think they're going to if you watch part one. Agreed. And I think that I know I wonder why that is personally, but I will say that they do a pretty good job of building up some of the secondary characters. In the mm-hmm. second part, like they, especially the three or four of them, get a huge boost from the original cartoons. You get a and lot more character development. Parts. Yeah, there's a lot more character development. There's a lot more intrigue in the what happened prior to the story that you know we get a little bit of information on. And Did you get backstory? Uh, 
and Skelligod is a puss. I mean, really? but really, Skeletor's always kind of been a puss. Yeah. Okay, sorry, he's not a puss. He's an idiot. Sorry. Uh, no, I'm sorry. He's a bumbling boob. Yeah, he's he's, a bumbling boob. He is the worst of, and always has been, the worst of the wimpy bad guys. He's a bully. He's, so he's a bumbling boob. He's a whimsy. He's a whimsical bully. Like, yeah. if he's got the high ground, he's good. And he, <laughs> but if you turn the tables on him, he's out. Yeah, Which but is why that Skeletor meme makes more sense than anything else I've ever seen. With the him running away like, part? Yeah, and then he runs away because Skeletor always Ooh, okay. runs the fuck. Well, he also take, gave up the high ground. Take he the last the 30 seconds. Yeah. The last 30 seconds of the oh, entire awesome. thing, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. It, it, it's 100% worth a watch if you have any interest in those characters. Like yes, it, okay. So it the, tells you some cool stuff. The last 30 seconds of the entire part two ties right back into what happens in, what is it, like episode two of part one? Yes. And it makes this whole, like, full circle moment, and you're kind of going, when will season two happen? Exactly. It, it 100% gives you that, like, oh, it, it's happening. Yeah. It, it's happening. We're, there's going to be a season two or a... There has to be more. There like has to be more. Shoot off, maybe, but it seems like a season two is going to be the... And it's just be more Mark Hamill. That's all I want. Just give me more Mark well, plus, well, um, there's been the um, the behind the gray skull uh series that's also been mm-hmm. on Netflix with basically Mark Hamill talking about them creating everything. Uh, and in one of the episodes, uh, one of the, the interviewers is asking him, he's like, So, in all of this, do you really think Skeletor has learned anything? He's like, No, Skeletor is the embodiment of evil. And being an asshole, why do you think he's going to learn anything? He's just going to keep trying to be evil and be an asshole. Like, this is just what he does. And, my, and like I said, like the, I had the issue with the social stuff. And I had an issue with how they resolved the final fight. Just because it seemed too easy. Because they don't really push the way that they should. Mm-hmm. Because there's some stuff that they could have done with that final fight to make it more intriguing, but it's just kind of a yeah. But I like how they one agrees to walk away situation. They they save the one thing, yeah, right. And he gets the. I'm trying not to kill this because you know, three of you haven't seen it. Yeah, I'm kind of the way you guys have talked about it has made me really. Oh, it's, to it was so it. good. It was watching. so it's, good. The way they do some of this, the way that they tell the story is really cool. I just, the, it's not a bad ending. I just, I wish there was more to it. And I think that they did that on purpose, but I agree the final battle could have been better. Like a lot of it is really cool. Like it's tense, tense, tense. Like the last two episodes are just tension building constantly, constantly. The entire, whatever duration, I guess like 50 minutes up to that final resolution of the final battle is just a constant push up a mountain. Yeah. And they're like, oh, this is crazy. They're getting, you know, and then they just do it that. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, all right. 
hopefully something is coming out of this then. Because that's kind of how it ended. Do you think a second season will focus on the adjacent characters as much as it did this one? I think they are basically... I think they have to. ...forced to at this point. Because the way that they... He-Man is not a secondary character by any means. But he becomes equal, finally. The masters of the universe finally has meaning. Mm-hmm. It's not just He-Man and his buddies. It is the masters of the universe. And they, yeah. really, they really emphasize that part when they, with their re- all their resolutions, that everyone is kind of on equal ground. Yeah. You know, and, and they kind of change the way Castle Grayskull operates. Yeah, massively. <laughs> you know, cool one, way, one of the lines is, you know, uh, the castle is under new management. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it what changes, like, everything. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a line, it's, you know, are you prepared to keep the secrets of the castle? No, actually, I'm prepared to tell everybody all of its secrets. Oh, yeah. I want to get an evil I want to see if I can track down one of those evil end figures. Dude, I want to cosplay the the secondary version of Evil Lynn. Are you talking about at the end end or the in-between? The in-between. This is the yeah, part where Goldagoons furiously Goldie Googles is. what that looks like. Oh, you will like it. Happened. You will like it, honey. Trust mm. me. That's that's the one I'm trying to find. I want to find that figure. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, find it. I want to get that. Find it. Buy two. Yeah, Let me know how much is, I owe you. She is a total badass. Yeah, yeah. I want to be her so hard. Like, it's a thing. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're into that. Yeah, there's your supreme vote of confidence right there. I'm pretty sure my boyfriend is okay with me cosplaying that character. Yeah, she is cool looking. Seal of approval. Okay, so moving on to other things that my boyfriend is appreciative of. Shining Diamond and Brilliant Pearl Pokemon came out two weeks ago? Yeah, uh, about two weeks ago. It'll be two weeks ago on Friday. And that is for the Nintendo Switch. Um, If dipshit is still on, please... I'm sorry! (laughs) Please comment on the fact that uh, appreciative my ass is what she says. <laughs> so full disclosure, um, I have been insanely busy with work and travel and stuff like that. So I, I bought this game over a year ago when I, when I uh, saw it. And, and Toaster says, uh, uh, looks like there's a little uh, guy being hung on a noose. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> Hi, Toaster. So, full disclosure, I bought this game over a year ago. It just has been terrible timing for me. Um, I have played, picked my starter, caught a Bidoof. So I have a Piplup and a Bidoof in my bag, and that's as far as I've gotten. Apparently, in order to get to the trade session where you can trade with somebody, you know, throughout the world, you have to at least beat the first boss, and I haven't even done that yet. But I've just been buried um i watched a buddy of mine i know stash and i talked before uh he's seen the same thing where somebody went nuts and uh decided that they were going to shiny hunt their first starter and it took him 
nine days, about 35 hours, and 1,136 restarts, which every restart takes about a minute and a half. Um, we watched him fall asleep. We watched him. Uh, it was insane. Like, I think the guy is on drugs sometimes. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> the conversation was mind-numbing. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> the conversations were mind-numbing during that time. We just I know kept... that this is Piplup. Yeah. That's actually a shiny Piplup, too. The the color is a little bit lighter. I, I know sometimes. that's Piplup. This is actually my Piplup. I, I can confirm yeah. Piplup. So I, I haven't gotten very far. I've gotten Bidoof in Piplup, and what else do you That's need? That's the best it? I got. Because you've got God and you've got a penguin. What else do you need? But um, the graphics look great. You get running shoes right off the bat, which is awesome. Um, the I, the story seems relatively the same. What else do you need? Assuming to know? it's not going to change too much. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, I've it's it's a ripoff. It is an exact copy. Same. Yeah, it's an exact copy of the Sinnoh first. It's, it's everyone's getting back. They really wanted this one. Um, and they really wanted this, uh, uh, this remake. And then, you know, it, it ties into what's coming in January, which is, um, a really big, together? well, it doesn't tie in, but it's, um, oh. when they, when they come out with Arceus, um, it's like the, that, the yeah. full real world and it's the first real time. Well, it's the second time they've actually had a full world because in the latest Pokemon sword and shield game, you had, like the open space. Oh, is the Arceus the one that you said I wasn't allowed to call um, the 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 hooker one? I don't know. Tank. Arceus is God. <laughs> Arceus is God. Yeah. Um, okay, because yeah. you said there was the one that it was like uh, Grand okay. Theft Pokemon, where there was like the hookers and you could battle in like the streets. Oh, Pokemon Unite. Sure. Yeah, that's Pokemon Unite. And there's yeah. a lot of people that are really super oh, into that. that one, yes. Um but this one looks more like it's it's more like a, a full world um you know, you get your buddies out there. The Pokemon actually attack your character instead of just attacking you. And it's in Sinnoh, the region of Sinnoh, but it's ancient Sinnoh. So it's instead of being, you know, modern time Sinnoh, this is way back in the day and you're kind of discovering things and it moves towards where you find Arceus and um all of his many forms. So I'm really, really super excited for that one that comes out in January. So this is fun. Um, it's very nostalgic, especially for people like Dipshit who grew up on Gen 4. Um, and I'm a big fan of Gen 4. It's one of my favorites. Um, they all start kind of, you know, teetering downhill after Gen 4 for me. Uh, this The Sword and Shield was really cool, but, um, you know, 5, 6, 7 was garbage to me. Uh, <laughs> you know, you have you have Pokemon like Trubbish and Clefki that are in those gens, and it's like a bag of trash and an actual ring of keys, and who gives a shit? Um, but uh, Arceus is going to be awesome in January, and this this is a fun game to kind of keep me interested in the meantime. Speaking of Pokemon and uh, Goldagoon's interest in said things. Uh, you may see on the counter behind him boxes of Pokemon cards and other said things. Um, normally on Monday nights and occasionally one other night a week. What is it? We've been doing Thursdays? Or? Yeah, sometimes on Thursdays. Uh, he does a live stream of opening up Pokemon cards with myself and the King Goon. 
providing a non-Pokemon commentary of... Shenanigans. Yeah, sure. We'll <laughs> go with that. Shenanigans and goonery um, in which we we uh, provide uh, our own names for the items in which come out of the packaging. Fire energy has become Goku hair energy, and it is awesome. Uh, yeah. Dark energy is now Wu-Tang energy, and it is amazing. That's the only energy. <laughs> and, and, and there's punchy fist punchy fist energy and yeah it's 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 awesome so we do those monday nights at 5 30 mountain time uh we've got a really big stream coming up with a bunch of our friends uh check out the all of our socials and find out about that that's coming on sunday for one of my friend's birthdays and we have we'll, uh, four we'll... people opening cards yep. and close to 300 packs of cards for that one sweet mother of god there will not be enough vodka there but I will be posting all of the oh, details of that. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. Um, Matt, I may need you to hit me in the head with a hammer afterwards. Uh, I, don't I don't know why you would barbecue. wait till afterwards. <laughs> we'll bring your barbecue. We can do ribs. And then we can just drink vodka the whole time and just make fun of everyone else. This is a beautiful idea. How about you drop me off at their place. I'll drink and eat barbecue. You go open Pokemon cards. No, but I like barbecue. I don't care. Yeah, and you can love on Mama Sarah. Yes, and it'll be a beautiful day. And it's a bye week for me anyway. So we'll talk about this offline. Anywho, uh, I will post all of the details (laughs) so you guys can do the things. Um, Last thing we have on our agenda is Spider-Man. Uh, is coming out this month and oh my goodness the amount of previews and teasers and trailers that we have been seeing have been insane uh tom holland has just been all over the everythings well and they basically every we've learned that every actor in that movie is a liar oh yeah because all of them tonight being in it, and everybody's in it. Yeah. So, <laughs> to the point where they cut parts of it out and put different pictures in, and they cut characters out of the shots completely before they sent them out. And, yeah, they, there's so many different things. It seems like every couple of days there's a new trailer or a new TV spot or something. And it's basically, it's, we're getting the live action version of the Spider-Verse. It's what it's looking like, yeah. And they started the whole multiverse thing in the What If series, right? And and there were seeds coming from before, and we knew that this was going to be a part of the whole thing. And now we're getting the reasons for why the multiverse is coming into the MCU. Kind of. I, I, I love how they, and we talked about this in our own cast, I love how Marvel was like, they will literally say, hey, sorry guys, we fucked up, and now we're going to fix what we fucked up. And because Marvel, not from a story standpoint, but from a contractual standpoint, let Spider-Man go and did the whole Sony thing. Marvel's now bringing it back in house and like, sorry guys, we fucked up, and here's how we're going to 
and I love that they actually are going to do it and and call attention to. Yeah, we shouldn't have done this over here with Sony and let and just let Disney do the whole thing. I, I get it, contracts, money, whatever. Marvel, Marvel said, "Sorry, guys, we screwed up. Let's just bring it all back in house and call it good." Here's how we fix it. I love the thing. Yeah, they're, 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 I don't know, they seem determined to do something here. And we have now four reasons why the universe is split, and we don't know which one's the real one or if they're all kind of combining to cause it. So it should be kind of cool, at least, to see you know, all of our favorite villains you know, get their asses kicked again. Yeah. We I mean, always I'm do love a good villain ass kicking. I'm curious to see what they do because I think Into the Spider-Verse is the best Spider-Man they'll ever be. 100% agree with you. Yeah, I think that movie was just so perfectly designed that they'll never surpass what they did. But I like that they're trying to take some of the elements from that and reinterpret them in a different way that doesn't seem so samey that it's bothering me but at the same time like it does bring forth the fondness i have for that movie well and they're kind of they're giving us the multiverse and they're also giving us a version of the sinister six essentially they're looping in two things that fans have wanted from the live action spider-man and they're just bringing both together into the same story yeah and then probably going to give us a reason why. Hopefully. <laughs> it's Marvel. They won't do that. We <laughs> <laughs> need to see six movies to figure that out. Well, then they've set those six movies up. We all have, <laughs> right? they set four of them up in TV series, and they're giving us this one. And <laughs> Don't forget the cutscenes. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, there's a lot to... I don't know. I guess there's a lot to be excited about if you're a Spider-Man fan, because they're going to give you... A variation of the thing that you've been asking for. So hopefully it's good. Well, we will wait and I'm see. Really uh, looking forward to it. Spider-Man is mom's favorite uh, superhero of all time. So this may end up being a big family outing for us. You That'd know, take 27 of the grandchildren. Holy shit, rent the whole theater. Yeah, <laughs> Dad not, has actually so done is a huge fan of Spider-Man as well. Yeah. So, uh, during the um, right after uh, theater started reopening, Dad has actually rented out a theater because you could do that for very not as much money as it is now, and taken the whole family to see a movie before. So that's right. My black twin is a huge Spider-Man fan, isn't he? Giant Spider-Man fan. I forgot about that. Yeah. Well, he's coming home for Christmas. Maybe we'll all go see it together. Here we go. Uh, so, Tank, you have that list of what else is coming out uh, in the month of December and what we can expect. No, well, to be honest, um, it's, we're getting some stuff that we're supposed to be getting, but <laughs> some of it got moved, it looks like, again. Okay. So, not entirely sure, but I've been kind of looking through stuff as uh, as I could, and... We're going to be getting Witcher Season 2 also on uh, Friday, December 17th. Hell yeah. Spider-Man comes out. Yay. Mm-hmm. Um, wait, oh, wait, hold on. 
that's how you celebrate it. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be getting, um, I don't know, like a lot of the stuff that they're bringing back is very, or a lot of stuff coming up is very Christmas. The Kingsman and the Matrix. That's all you need to know, people. Kingsman looks great, too. Yeah, Kingsman does look really good. I'm, I'm totally down with both of those movies for sure. Yeah. Matrix Resurrections comes out on uh, the 22nd. Yep. So that's going to be a big one for a lot of people. For um, me, absolutely. Yeah. And then uh, Ghostbusters, uh, that came out last week, but we will be covering that next week because our resident Ghostbuster is apparently dead in a ditch somewhere, but we're hoping he'll revive by the show next week, Wednesday. Somebody get him some uh, antidotes. That comes out the 29th. Hell yeah. Uh, Cobra Kai season four is the 31st. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yep. And fuck, man, I have a lot of TV to watch. Yeah, and so, I mean, it's it's a decently busy month, especially if you're a genre fan, but looking at it 100% honestly, like, you're getting a lot of Christmas stuff, just like every year, so. Yeah, I mean, that's what December is kind of about, you know? That and uh, we are currently in Hanukkah right now, so. Yeah, but you can't gloss over the Book of Boba Fett and just call it a bunch of Christmas shit. Well, no, I'm not. That's going to be bad. I'm not, I'm not looping that in with okay. the Christmas shit. Uh, we also had Encanto already released. That's the big uh, Disney release this season. Um, I'm trying to think if there is any other big movies coming out. I, I didn't really see anything else. I don't so think if I missed something, let us know, I guess. When's Mobius? Uh, Hopefully never. Next year. <laughs> oh, is that next year? I know it's some point next year. I feel like, I feel like they wrapped that thing a year ago. Probably um, and it got delayed. Yes, West Side Story does come out next week. Uh, <laughs> that just brings me to the deep, dark sadness the you know the cloud over my soul of Stephen Sondheim's passing that happened uh, the day after Thanksgiving, uh, but oh, it was Thanksgiving. Oh, it was on Thanksgiving yeah, it was Day. On Thanksgiving. Oh, that's right, because it was when uh, your nephew was over, and yeah. it was just it, as sad as I am for Sondheim's passing, at least he will not have to be around for um, the new bastardization of, his bastardization of West Side Story, because Spielberg ruins everything. It does look like it will be a piece of shit. Well, I will still go not. see it. And um, Two and the Kingsman also coming out on the twenty second, along with the alongside the Matrix. So you could spend a whole day at the movie theater on the twenty second and watch three new movies. Sing two, I will probably watch at some point, but maybe not in theaters. Oh, I will definitely see it in theaters after the love I have for the first one. I literally rewatched that movie today. I love that movie too. The first one is it is it is a fabulous movie. Favorite. Disney, or not Disney, but the other company who does movies. <laughs> 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 is it DreamWorks? It's just Disney. It, it, it's not, you know, who is it? Who is it's it? uh, yeah, Disney it's Dreamworks. Dreamworks. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think it's DreamWorks. All right, so before we... So he clearly does not ruin everything, Mark. He ruins everything. I mean, come on. All right, well, before we call it a night, uh, Kingu, do you want to list off all of the socials for uh, all things My Brother's an Idiot? Yes, you can find us on uh, Anchor, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, at My Brother's an Idiot. Search us on Facebook. Uh, my brother is an idiot. You can find us on Twitch and Twitter at the Idiot Goons. Uh, Mark does some things at Poffle Time, and on TikTok, uh, you can find me on uh, King Goon Smoke, where we celebrate barbecue goodness all the time. And I've got something special coming up this weekend. Just wait. So. <laughs> All right. You can also find uh, Nerds That Know all over all of the socials. We are Nerds That Know on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Twitch. Uh, and then you can also find us on uh, YouTube, also as Nerds That Know, on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Podbean, and all of the other places through 5280 Geek, who is our sister station. So thank you so much for tuning in tonight. We had a lot of fun. Thanks for uh, my brother's an idiot for loaning us the uh, Goon Brothers for the evening. I do have the list of names if you want me to read them off, but I don't have to. No, no. <laughs> it, it, it's okay. We know all of them. Um but Gothenburg. No. Clarification: It was not DreamWorks. It's the other company that makes kids' movies, Illumination. Illumination. Oh, Illumination. Oh, of course it is. Yes. Yeah, it was Despicable Me. Is the intro character? Is the yeah. intro? Yep. Yeah. So it's Illumination. That's for clarification. Oh, I like the minions. I love them. I do like the minions. I have a minion screaming into a, a megaphone on my Christmas tree right now. There, there's a here. There he is, right here. Yeah, we have a minion on our Christmas tree, too. We actually have a black Christmas tree because it's very metal, according to Mark. Heavy metal Christmas? Yes. And our lights change colors, so that way we can have purple lights on our black tree. I am judging you right now. I'm comfortable with that. Not you. I'm judging you. I'm even more comfortable with that. (laughs) All right. And on that note, make sure if you're going to judge someone, do so to their face because it's more fun that way. All right, everyone. We will see you again next week.